Director of Development, Amanda Moore-Joseph, is here this morning with me. If uh, you are kind of wondering what's been going on at the Pensacola Humane Society, we've heard this, we've heard that. I think it's really important to sit down with somebody who shows up there every day, is getting to see not only the employees, but the volunteers and the animals, somebody who's interacting with the board, somebody who's interacting with the public, someone who knows the biggest needs of the animals and Pensacola Humane Society, as well as the volunteers and and employees. And so I believe that we should sit down and hear as much of the whole story as possible. And so I know, first of all, Amanda, it's probably difficult for you to be here and discuss things. I know it's been very emotional over the past week or so, but I want to kind of backtrack and just kind of talk about the beginning steps because I know coming out and um, as somebody who's worked in nonprofit and I've seen my fair share of indecency behind the scenes, but also discrepancies, whether they were intentional or unintentional, right? right? I have seen it, but having a moment and going, wait a second, I need you to just hear our clear thoughts and what we actually want to see happen. And I know for you, ultimately taking care of the animals is the ultimate goal. Yes. That is why Humane Society is so well known across the nation. But let's just backtrack a little bit because I want to just kind of give you a couple of minutes to start as far back as you can from the beginning and in a nutshell, share your concerns and really what y'all need moving forward to make positive changes. Okay. So when I became interim executive director, Um, I finally was given a little bit of access to some of our financials. During that time, I realized that we hadn't been able to pay off our credit cards. We still had active programs that were funded by donor-restricted money, meaning that that money was given for a very particular restricted reason, and it cannot be used for anything outside of that. Um, One of those funds was the Louis Love Fund. Um, Louis Love Fund was um, originated by the Chadbourne Foundation. It's a really amazing program where we can assist people community members with their pets that are in emergent needs. I know I've come before and talked to you guys about that. I mean, I was so excited for this program. We had somebody that ended up having a need um, because our credit cards were full and it was, you know, two o'clock in the morning when I got called on a Saturday because, you know, um, most emergencies happen when something's not open. It's not normally during business hours. You can go to your normal vet. Um, I put those on my personal credit card because we were maxed out at the moment. I honestly did not know that day how bad our financial situation was. Um, I didn't realize that until about a week or two later when I finally was given full access to all of our financials and realized that the funding wasn't actually there. When I realized that um, on the 28th of November, I did in fact text um, Andy Barnes, who was our vice president of the board. And I let him, I asked him if he'd please call me that it was very important. He called me within an hour. I let him know um, that we had misappropriated restricted funds. This is illegal. You cannot do this. Um, I also realized in that same moment of seeing everything that we had a state grant that that too had been misappropriated. We had county money that had been misappropriated. Um, In our accounts at the time, there was hardly any money at all. It wouldn't have covered even paying our credit cards at the time. So um, 
it was an emergency. Um, the executive board was notified by Andy Barnes that day. Gerald Adcox sent a text into the group text that I'm part of with them, chastising me for reaching out to Andy, um, that I can reach out to all of them at the same time. And, and just put this in your notes for Monday's call, unless it's a disaster. Well, I'm sorry. I felt like us breaking the law and misappropriating not only donor funds, but state right. and county funds, that is a disaster. This is an emergency. This has to be corrected. Andy had the reaction that I expected the entire board to have, which was, oh my gosh, we have to fix this. What do we do? Um, that suddenly just disappeared and it became, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, there were meetings that held after that multiple, there's a multitude of meetings that we had. Um, Sometimes it was me with the entire executive board and Hank Gonzalez, who's a board member. He's the president of the bank, the first downtown. Um, sometimes it was just Gerald Adcox and Hank Gonzalez and I. Every single meeting that I was part of, this was discussed. Even the board board report that I supplied on December 8th, which I have in front of me, you even see on here that it's discussed. Um, part of what I was asked to bring was what were those misappropriation of funds? How much was that? Our t my total was $93,000. Um, the board treasurer's total was higher than mine, which I can't necessarily disclose. So, I mean, it, it became a, a very interesting situation to say the least. Um, as soon as I realized that in the dark, these, these board members aren't necessarily going to do the correct thing. Um, I'm not going to help you commit a crime. I'm not going to violate, um, the trust that these donors and the grant makers from the state gave to me. I was the one that collected these funds. Um, that's my integrity. That's my morals. That's my reputation. And you're not going to get that. So I continue to be louder. And I continue to see that it, it was, you know, it was dismissed over and over again. Gerald Adcox in a meeting literally told me to shush. He said he was a CPA and it can just be an accounting note. And we'll just say it's over here now in stocks. You cannot do that. That is illegal. So at what point, before we take a break, Amanda, did you realize that there was possible misappropriation of funds and not just a whoopsie, the checks weren't written properly, the money wasn't paid, we got behind, we need to sit down and have an accounting meeting? At what point were you going, red flag, red flag? I know from the beginning, you probably had a little nudge of a red flag and nervousness, but at what point did you go, I think wait. it was probably this maybe the second week that I was interim that I was given a little more access. I still didn't have access to our bank accounts, but our bookkeeper did. And she was like, oh, we're not going to make payroll. And I'm like, what do you mean? See, I honestly thought that we still had this third account that when I was interim before we had an account with Penair and it had loads and loads of money in it. So I still thought we had that. I thought that they just weren't moving in, moving money into the operating account. But when I realized, I asked the bookkeeper, I'm like, well, what about Penair? And she's like, well, that's at zero. And I'm like, what do you mean? What? And that's when it hit. And I realized all of it. And I, 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 I'm honestly, I had a panic attack. Like I've, and I'm not prone to any of that at all, but it was just the culmination of realizing, oh my God. God, what are we going to do? We have to correct this. You have to go to the donors. You have to explain this. We have to contact the state. We have to talk to the county. We have to figure out how we're going to pay this back. We have to figure out how to make this right. Because when you do things like this and it does become super public, you just opened yourself up to lawsuits from your donors. You opened yourself up to the IRS coming. There's penalties for things of this nature. You can lose your 501c3. Um, the state attorney general can come and fine you. Um, some of that was their money. So, I mean, we're 
pretty open right now to There's a lot of things. A lot of questions that are left unanswered, and I, I I welcome them. If you have a question, Amanda could possibly answer it for you today. You're trying to clear things up. Maybe you're just wondering what will happen next. We're going to discuss that. Really, the steps from the employees um, and volunteers whose names were on the open letter asking Over 90. for yes, there was almost a hundred names listed for people who are expecting change. They don't want to see Pensacola Humane Society disappear or no. go away. We need it in our community. We need this organization, but we also know there are things that you have to abide by, regulations, guidelines, laws that you have to abide by. Yes, I understand mistakes happen. I will never just go ahead and point the finger and say you're completely wrong. But at some point, there has to be a turnaround and some restitution for what was lost. I've got more coming up with Manda here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the Welcome back. You're listening to Pep Talk. I'm Jenna Barr. Thank you for texting in this morning at 504-37-1620. Uh, thank you for texting in. Um, ultimately, uh, also the support I want to let you know. So Amanda Moore-Joseph is here, Director of Development with Pensacola Humane Society. We've been sitting down discussing um, really, I hate to call it drama, but the discrepancies that are being brought to light within Pensacola Humane Society and why it's important. I will tell you real quick in a nutshell because I don't want to take up Amanda's time to explain. A lot of people give money back to nonprofits. I worked in nonprofit before I worked here at the station. I have completely stepped away from being a volunteer attached to any nonprofit 501c3 990. It doesn't matter because I saw so much happen behind the scenes with mismanaging funds. So yes, this does hit my heart very closely and it worries me, but it matters what we are giving to and where those funds are being appropriated. So Amanda has pretty much asked not for everybody to be penalized or hurt or for Pensacola Humane Society to dissolve. We need, we need this chapter in our area more than anything. Pensacola Humane Society is an, a national organization to be associated with. And so there's also a reputable name to upkeep. But really, what is the next step, Amanda, in recovering funds and then healing this organization? Well, it's really complicated, to be fair. I mean, you have to have the board of directors actually want that. And right now, I'm not 100% sure that's what they want. Um, they've continued to fight. I mean, we all got served with a cease and desist. Um, I got served with, Hank Gonzalez sent me what's in front of me right now. I mean, number one on it for me was until further notice, you're to hold no meetings formally or informally with staff, volunteers, or donors, either in person or by telephone, without at least two members of the board of directors in attendance. So I guess I can't talk to my parents because they were donors unless I call two board members. I mean, I, it, it, this, it just kept on. It, it kept on. And so it's hard for me. I don't know where we're going to go. Honestly, I just don't. What you could have done is you can do this on the light. You can do it fairly and transparently, which is what your donors deserve, especially those that did donate restricted. Um, as a board, if you're not willing to do that, I mean, they're still claiming everything is patently false and inaccurate as I far as I know. I see that. Patently 
false. Yeah, it's really cool trigger words, right? Um, that came from their lawyer. But and, and and to be honest, they've never once told me what or any donor. They haven't told any of the volunteers, foster staff, anybody that was at that meeting for two hours. They still have not said what was patently false or inaccurate. They just say it a blanket statement over and over again. Um, even that's the that's the key to it. And so what it boils down to, and this is where my question would come in if I sat before the board as a journalist or a questionnaire or a donor is we gave money. Now, where is it? And right. how do we get it back or refunded? See, I feel like they instantly when you say misappropriation of restricted funds in a business, typically that means embezzlement. In nonprofit, that's not necessarily what it means at all. And nine times out of 10, that's not what happened. Normally, misappropriation of restricted funds means that that money that was restricted for one purpose was either borrowed from for another purpose, right? or in this case, it was completely used towards most likely operating costs and, and who knows. Right. That's like they fell behind on correct. other funding. So you were cash broke and you it. took the money sitting there that wasn't yours to touch, but you touched it anyway. I mean, that's literally what this is. And so with that money, what is the biggest need that is being, I know we obviously we, need to pay employees. I'm not downplaying that, but what right. about with the animals? What is the biggest need? I, I saw vaccinations are really so a huge I, issue. I literally called uh, Travis Talley from the Talley Group. He's a, a great friend. He's always been an amazing supporter of Pensacola Humane Society. And I literally called him. And within 10 minutes, he was like, yes, I will give you $5,000. You can get those vaccinations that you need. We didn't have, and we still don't to this day, we do not have the vaccinations that we need for our animals that are currently in foster, that are in between the first and second series, meaning that they can be exposed to Panlu, Distemper, Parvo. I mean, these are horrible deaths, by the way. These are horrible deaths, and they're not protected from that right now because we do not have the vaccines. I was told in an email that I'd have the money for vaccines, but I've never been allowed to purchase vaccines yet. I have no communication with the board outside of retaliation emails right now. That's all I'm getting from them. So with my job, my connection is to go to the community. And right. what do you want from well, the, the county? Here's the thing. The county shelter is amazing. It's Gambia County Shelter has always helped. We have great partnerships with they offered us these vaccines. I asked in an email to the board, the entire board, can I take them up on the offer and let's go get these vaccines? And I was told mm, you're going to have the money for that. But we still don't have. But I money. still don't. I, I don't. I have no idea. So I, as soon as I as soon limbo. as correct. As soon as I declined their um, uncompensated interim executive director. I was never paid to do both jobs ever. Um, I mean, I went back down to director development. I have not myself got onto our bank account because as director development, I shouldn't have access to it. And I follow the rules. That's why we're here, you know? Right. So I'm not going to go and look, I have no idea what's in our our bank account right now. I have no clue. How can the community help? If, if somebody is listening right now, because I'm getting a lot of texts in the, the board needs to be investigated, which from We've asked for a forensic accountant. It's not necessarily to investigate the board. It's to investigate where the money went to prove that what we put on that page was not falsely, patently false or inaccurate. So really the first step is just to cover your just to on show what you that have. this happened. I have proof. I can't give you proof. It's not right. legal for me to release our financials. It's not no. legal for me to release our Uh, board minutes or anything of that. I can prove everything on that page that was sent out by the 90 something people that sent it out to all the media and the board. They got that too, by the way. And I was in a board meeting when it got sent out with them. 
I hate to cut our time short. We have to take another break before we wrap things up. Amanda Moore-Joseph is here this morning, um, Director of Development with Pensacola Humane Society. As a community, I encourage you to start raising questions as well and also reaching out to people that you know uh, who could possibly help as well. This is definitely... um, it's a reason to sound the alarm, a reason to raise eyebrows and questions, and also not to just sit, cross our arms, and then let this go blindly in front of us. It is 1058 on News Radio 92.3. We are just running out of time here on Pep Talk. I'm Jenna Barr. Um, a lot of people texting in. What is the best way to like reach out to somebody, Amanda, if we do want further questions? Um, You can always reach out to Gerald Adcox. He's the board president, and he can actually supply you with the rest of the board members' names and their contacts. Okay, excellent. Thank you for being brave enough to come forward and speak up. And my hopes and prayers is this is resolved quickly. Thanks so much.